Hello and welcome to an episode of Coffee and Crits. I am your host Aaron Washington. I'm here with my co-host Nick. Hey. So what's going on everybody? I hope uh, you're trying to get the most gaming, the best game you can get in during this uh, this time of, of uh, trial. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good yeah. way to put it. Uh, first and foremost, just, you know, be safe out there. Do what you can do in your limits. Wear your mask. Okay. Do, do what you can uh, the best you can. Um, so uh, we decided that we're going to take a small detour from our normal campaign thing. And what we wanted to do was uh, I made a big list on my wall. It's literally written on my wall. Because I have these things called Magic Wall now, where it just turns the wall into a dry erase board. Which is great. It's pretty freaking rad. And I'm going to try it on the playmat, but I haven't gotten there yet. So, uh, we're going to start doing different game systems, like the things we like about it, the things we don't like about it. And just kind of give you guys our feels on it and our little reviews on it. So, first one up we decided to do is Silver Age Sentinel. It's perfect. Next game. (laughs) Right. No, that's not true at all. Game over. It wins. Um... (laughs) Uh, well, Nick, I'll let you start. When did, when did you learn about the system? Cause you knew about it before me, you introduced it to me and our group. Yeah. And, and, and I got to kind of think back cause, uh, sometimes I confuse it with other systems that, uh, were very similar to it, mm-hmm. but I believe, uh, I first encountered it with uh good old Mike. Um, I remember reading up on it and wanting to try it. Um, I can't remember who we played with. God forbid, it's been years. But uh, when I first encountered it, we were looking for systems that we wanted to try mm-hmm. that would work great with superheroes. Uh, one of them was uh, Heroes Unlimited. Uh, another one was, I believe it was called City of Heroes. Uh, something to that effect. Um, and uh, they had different ways of doing the superhero thing. But there was one, for instance, uh, me and Mike talk about a lot, where you're trying to make a cyborg and you spend money and... The budgets you were given, you could basically buy all the enhancements. And it's not fun having everything out of the gate. Mm-hmm. And then the other one seemed a little too broad. Uh-huh. So uh, when we came across Silver Age Sentinels, um, I want to say I was playing with... Yeah, it was Hito and Leo, our old buddies, before they had to move away. Um, it was that th- those group of guys we played with. Um, and we liked um, the simplicity but also at the same time complexity of the system yeah um in that uh, you it, can make it is whatever very, you want it is as simple as it is complex i i can i can attest to that like because at first glance you think oh, okay this is really easy but then when you start like making things yourself and doing things yourself you realize man this game actually has a lot of depth behind it and it has a, a lot, lot of nuance too yeah it very much like paying close attention to the details and things like that give you a completely different feel of a character than yes. any other way. And and the thing is, though, it's also... It's broad in a way that it, it lets you make changes to the game. So some of the things are worded in such a way that lets you kind of do your own thing with guidance. So imagine you're learning your own thing, but you got a little bit of guidance there for Yeah, you. yeah, yeah. Um, so it's a little more open, um, I would say, than a game like 5th Edition where there's more strict rules. But... Um, because you could still modify things in 5e, but Silver Age Sentinels makes it easier to modify things. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's uh, let's start with the basic. Uh, it is um, it uses d10s. Yes. Um, two d10 to be specific. Two d10, and it's not like a percentage d10, but just two two d10. Two d10. Um, so it is also a tri stat system. 
Yes. And so no, uh, not strength, con, dex, intelligence, nope, wisdom, you charisma. Get the classic mind, body, and soul. Right. So uh, with that, um, let's just kind of you. How you want to do? It? You want to talk about char- character creation first, or let's talk about the basic rules? Let's do the basic uh, rules. The basic rules is fine. Yeah. Um, okay. And, and so you've got your mind, body, and soul, and basically everything in the game is done based around just those three stats. In, for the most part. Right. Um, so when you're playing, you roll 2d10s, and the objective is to roll under a target number. Right. Usually based off of your mind, body, or soul. So mm-hmm. if I have a body of 10, um, and I need to make a body check, for instance, to lift something heavy. Right. Um, I would try to roll, not counting any other skills, but just Yeah, without example, powers or anything else. Yeah. As an example, I would have to roll 2d10 and get 10 or lower. To successfully to successfully do it, and the lower I get, um, the the better um, of a success I have. Right. So if I get just like if I just meet the ten, all right, it takes an even amount of power. I had to, you know, I didn't, I wasn't able to hold back, but I didn't have to overkill. I didn't fail. But let's say I get like a six. That's four degrees of success. I was really able to manhandle that. Like, thing yeah, yeah, you got really under it and pick you, it up. You lifted with your you, knees. And... You hefted. You didn't twist your back. Right. You, you, you did know. it properly. <laughs> you you lifted good. And uh, that's that's a lot of what you're doing is you're just trying to use two d tens to roll under a number. Right. And, and then, uh, but then it's the, modified it's, by other. And if, yes, and it's modified by other things, and um, basically that's that's just how you play the game. Everything. A lot of it is very story driven. Yeah, and a lot of it yeah. is character driven. So unlike uh, fifth edition or most uh, tabletop games, there isn't really uh, a level um, as far yeah. as like level one, level two, level three, level four, level five. Uh, what you have are a set of points, and with these points, you buy powers, powers, and stat bonuses. Stat bonuses. So you pretty much you, you have the amount of points, and from there you you build the character. And the more points you put in things, of course, you know, the stronger, the stronger they get. Right. And they do have a, a system or a, a, a chart in the book that kind of tells you how strong a game is. So if you're looking for more of like a street level Batman type game, uh, you would go probably either uh, low powered, which is like 100 points to 150 points or lower. Um, Batman would probably be uh, in the low-powered game, possibly at most the very low-powered. But uh, it, it's it's one of those things you kind of gauge as a DM how you want the play, how strong you want the players to be, and that also dictates how strong enemies will be because everything in the book is built off of these points. Right. Yeah. Even your creatures, uh, or other heroes, or villains, and such and such. Um, so. Uh... With that, so you take your points. You, um, I would, I would suggest. Uh, every time someone asks me how to make their character in Silvery Sentinels, the first thing I tell them is think about what you want. Yes. Like, I mean, it's cool because most people want to read the book, read everything, and then decide like, like how you would choose a class. Oh, I read Rogue. I like Rogue. I'm gonna be a Rogue. It, it's a little different. You want to? I always suggest doing it the other way because yeah, the book mostly facilitates whatever superpower you want. And I know that's a crazy statement, but it really does. Like we haven't had a time where someone wanted a power that we couldn't 
make in the book using the rules. Using the rules. And, uh, and even the book tell, tells you that it's a set of guidelines and they give you alternate ways of doing a lot of things. Right. So there's a whole different amount of ways you could do. I want fire powers. Yes. And that can actually be overwhelming because as simple as the system is, as far as combat mechanics goes. Yeah. The creation the, the is creation is where really in depth. So really, I also suggest this. If you like that, very nitpicky everything when you're creation you like mapping out all the little mini details uh silver age sentinels definitely is that poison for you oh yeah you can you can do anything you can imagine yeah you can definitely it's like i said so definitely i would suggest that first just mm, it's just better when you have an idea of what you want when you come to the table. And definitely don't start trying to make characters that are like 250 points. No. Uh, because it, there's so much you can do, it can be overwhelming. Very much overwhelming. And that's why it's always kind of fun to think about what you want to be first before you go hunting down the different powers. Because okay. that list is yeah. long. So right? you've taken your points. And uh, so we, we want to make a, a pyromancer. Let's just do that. Let's just mentally... Kind of. So we're making a pyromancer and a load 100 point game. Uh, so your stats all start at one uh, yep. and it takes points out of your thing. So you've already spent six points. And so you now will put points in your stats based on uh, how strong you'd be body, mind and soul. Yes. And there's a list in the book that kind of gives you an idea of. Oh, if you're a five, you're this strong. Or if you're a 10, you're, you're this strong. Yeah. So, for example, the average adult human has a four in a stat. Um, if you wanted to say you were Batman, uh, you would technically have a anywhere from a 10 to a 12. And, and 12 is the maximum human potential. And that's one of Batman's powers is, is he's got, yeah. he's as fit as a human can possibly get for his size and build. Um, and it does go higher than that, but once you start going higher than, you know, maximum human potential, you start getting to that real super yeah. level. Yeah. We even have a, we even have a rule for that, uh, that, Generally. um, if you, if you, your, your base stat stops at 12 and then there's a power that's called enhanced body, mind, and soul. Yeah. And that represents your supernatural yes. or power side that pushes yeah. you beyond. Because it, it, having a base stat of like 13 or higher implies that you're not human. Yeah. You're, you're, maybe, you're something else. You're, you're a Wookiee. You're, you're something, you're something else. else. You're something, you're, you're, you're uh, <laughs> A Wookiee. That's interesting that that was the first one that came to your head when you did that. That's because I just watched Solo recently. Okay, okay. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I was just wondering, like, why do you say Wookiee? We're talking about... Okay, you know what? Yeah, fine. Uh, let's do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. Um, just an example. Um, I, made a, I made a character who was like a hyper-intelligence. And essentially, he had a 12, but then had enhanced mind... Like for another four or five levels, they gave him that like ridiculous like mind stat. So, yes. um, and so going to what we decided a fire user, a pyromancer, yeah, a yeah, yeah, flame lord, whatever you call it, whatever yeah. you want to make it, burn boy. Um, you can decide if is the f burn boy. Thank you. <laughs> um, are you a fire user, 
telekinetically? Like, can you just control fire? Yeah. Is it? Are you able to manifest the fire? Yeah. Are is you just? It, do you have to have fire in order to manipulate yeah. fire? Are Are you able to turn into a form where you're made of fire? Yeah. Can you like flame on? Blaze. Um, is it magic fire that you're doing? You know, like what fairy tale? Yeah. Where, where you're using your magic to manifest the fire? Um, and so there's right off the gate. You know, there's a lot of options. So we're we're gonna let's just for argument's sake, he he's a we're gonna make a character who's a mutant who can produce and manipulate flame. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, so let's just manipulate. So good old. Yeah. Let's just do that. Let's do that just for argument's sake. So once you've gotten your concept and you've gotten your stats, so then you go to like the meat of the book, and the meat of the book literally is just the powers. Okay. It's the fun. It's the sauce. It's the fun part. And it starts at like adaptation and like ends in like something like Fun, water. Uh, funny, funny enough, water it, something like it ends. Uh, let's see. Hey, I got the book right. Yeah, here. it's like it's it's like unique power. Yeah, unique power. Where it's like, oh, we didn't cover this in the book. Then here's right. how you make it. Here's how you would make your very own power. And we've already had to do that. Uh, for certain powers, because it was it like the the one the person who like fit. enhanced other people, I think is what we uh, yeah we like, did one where you enhance other people, um, and I think we just called it enhancement or boost, um, but yeah wealth wealth is the last one in the book and it's um, it's it's sort of a power it's actually what the book calls a characteristic right so um, which we can get into yeah no go. no like so in so in the in the book you see powers and what here so powers are powers characteristics can be like things you have or features um uh, things that are usually immutable um so for instance let's see here we have attack combat mastery so what that is is that's just saying how good you are offensively you may not even have training in martial arts or anything you may just have a natural affinity for combat um, and that's training. That's not something that somebody can take away from you. Um, unless, of course, you invent a power that lets you do that. Um, but base-wise, base it's something that is inherent to your character. Um, that's not going to be able to be taken away by, say, like a power drain. Um, and there are several characteristics going on from combat techniques. Um, uh, there's even one uh, called uh, Divine Relationship which is kind of like luck or faith or yeah depending sometimes on sometimes we do it as a computer program but basically it lets you re-roll a roll yeah so there is um, so yeah um there, there's there's quite a, a few uh characteristics there are so many so like we're gonna because like we could we, we could literally spend like hours making some some crazy cool pyromancer yes. so um but let's go with they're a mutant that can control and produce fire right so uh there is, there's a lot of ways you can do this. Uh, geez. So, uh, there is a kinesis power in the book. Yes. And literally, uh, when you look up a power, it tells you how many, how many points the power costs. It tells you the stat that the power uses. Yes. And then it actually is cool enough to give you a description for each kind of power. So at level one, you can do this much. And then at yes. max level, you can do this much. So the more points you put in the power, the more ability to manipulate the power you gain. As a matter of fact, breaking down powers is probably the best way to explain how the powers work. So as Aaron said, you've got how much 
the power cost per level. From there, there's usually some kind of progression chart yeah. that, that tells you how good the power is. So let's use telekinesis, for example. Telekinesis um, is on a fast progression chart. So in your book, you would go to the uh, progression chart. And fast says that for instead of being one for one, so, you know, one rank is one point. Um, in fast, one is uh, one point, two is ten, then you get all the way up to six, which is a hundred thousand. Right. And then from there, you're in the millions. So, yeah. And what that number represents under the fast chart for telekinesis is basically the amount of material you can manipulate yeah. at a time. Yeah. Whether it be a hundred grams, a yeah. hundred kilograms, or the heat index, pounds, or whatever, whatever you the use. amount you can control, essentially. Yes. And that goes for other powers. Just as we're talking, like let's say your your pyromaniac like fires himself off with flames, so he runs really fast. Yes. Then when you buy the power speed, it tells you at level one, I can now run like forty kmh, and yeah. then it tells you use bank percussion cart possession chart. So now you know, oh, at next level, I now run this fast, and now I run this fast. And you would buy the appropriate amount that represents your character firing himself off using a bolt of, of flame yes. or something like that. You know. And you, you, you put all... Because, like, we, we want to give details, but we also... Because, like, we could spend sessions of episodes just on character creation alone. So... You can uh, so just to kind of help us sum it up, you can buy all these different powers together, yes. and you you use those to represent what your character can do. If your pair, if your pyrokinetic can fly, you buy the power flight. Flight, yes. And then when you buy the power, you would use the progression chart as you said, you and can, it would tell you how much you can, you can fly. Use your fire, and I'll go to for instance a popular anime right now, Fire Force. Um, if you can concentrate your fire into a plasma blade. Um, that falls under a power called special attack. Right, right. Um, and that, in and of itself, could probably be an entire topic yeah. for an episode of Coffee yeah, and so you, you build, you, so yeah, so you build your, like, attack. So, like, your signature moves and things like that. And um, going back to just the basics of a power, for telekinesis, um, there are these things called uh, power modifier values. Yes. And those are also very important to to most of the powers, not all the powers have them, but a, a good chunk of them, like telekinesis or uh, telepathy or something, would. And so what telekinesis has is it has area and range. And the more points or ranks that you put into a PMV, the more you can control and the farther away you can control it yeah. within a certain area. Right. And then, like, if you had powers like uh, healing, there's targets that tell you exactly like how many people can I heal at once that kind yes. of deal and uh this is area it was we, we did was let's there, see did to, we get, to duration all off there's area which is you know the radius that you can control something in um duration duration which is how long it lasts so if you have mind control you literally have to buy you buy how long it, how it, long the mind control lasts and then range is how far away I can do it and then targets, of course, is, as Aaron said, the number of targets. Now, the way the range works is, let's say I have an area of 10 meters. I can make a 10-meter area. 
range tells me how far away I could put the center of that, of that area. Yeah. And so you could make it to where I could create a bubble over here of just an orb of fire that's 10 meters this distance away, like 100 meters away. But let's say I only wanted it to ever come from me, I would set my range to zero, and this way I'm always the center point of the area of the power. For instance, if your fire character can produce an area of flames around them. Right. So you would pick whichever one is most appropriate to the uh, effect that you want. So, um, oh God, I know, there's just so much. There's so, a lot. There's so much. Uh, <laughs> so, so then, uh, just like you bought um, powers, you then can buy, buy skills. Um, skills cover pretty much everything you can think of. Yeah. Uh, so then you buy skills and those skills can go as, 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 uh, like acrobatics, city knowledge, climbing, computers, all that good stuff to then combat stuff. And then it could also be something as simple as literally video games are in the book. Yeah. You could be good at video games. Yeah. You can just, you could choose to have those mad skills. And it, it really lets you flesh out a character 100%. Mm-hmm. And really, character creation is the most daunting part of, of the system. game. Because yeah, once the character is built, then you just kind of you just kind of go for it. Um, but it's more like, man, I have to decide. I have to budget. I have to, you know, calculate how much of what points I'm using for every little thing. So, uh, man, okay. We get... So, so we've already said all this. Yeah. But now here, here is something that a lot of people. It's it, uh, the defects. Yes. So defects are weaknesses, uh, limitations to your powers. And, you know, one would think, why would you want those? Well, for one, uh, it's for depth. Yeah, add, add a lot of flavor. And, and it's definitely the flavor. And a lot of times the defect kind of makes the powers more unique. It does make the powers a lot more unique. Um, it's almost, uh, they act as a self-checking system, really, almost. Where, um, oh, I don't want my flamethrower to be able to shoot you know, two miles away. I want to be limited to how far my flame is. Yeah. Um, but they give you, but uh, taking defects does give you bonus points to work on your character. It gives you bonus points. So let's say I want to make it to where, uh, let's say my, my flame is always so hot. Like, let's say I can't produce a small, ca- I can't produce yeah, a like candle. You, you, your character flame. lacks control. So I can't control it as well. So anytime I shoot my fire out, it's always with the force of a large flamethrower. Um, that ability is right here. Let me see maximum force. And so what that says is, um, and you've seen this in movies like Hercules, the Disney movie, he doesn't mean to knock stuff over, but his strength is always set at destruction. Right. So he can't help it. So he can't help it when he's trying to do that. So maximum force says while you're using your power, you can't use, um, a certain level low. So if I have super mm-hmm. strength eight and I have maximum force four, I can only ever use super strength four or greater. I can't go down to normal strength either. So if I wanted to grab a cup, that cup needs to be made out of strong stuff. Yeah. Otherwise, just, I'm going to yeah, crush it. Yeah, it gives your it gives your character like uh, room to develop and room to grow. Oh yeah. Because uh, you can eventually, like through story, be able to like you know remove those defects off yourself. One hundred percent. Maybe you know you're a character who loves that nice little bit of edge. 
and you give yourself, you know, reoccurring nightmares. You have yes. something that has happened in your backstory, maybe even that involves your power, and now you have like reoccurring nightmares. And and it and depending on the level you of nightmare you give yourself depends on how much it affects your daily life, like exactly. how much it controls you. Uh, um, famous is a defect. Being super popular, yeah, is yeah. a huge defect because, because sometimes you need to hide. Sometimes you need to hide. You may have a family. And or something like that, and because you are well known, I am Superman. The whole world knows who I yeah, am. Yeah, you know, it, it, like when Spider Man demasked himself, and everyone went after every, everyone went after them. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're famous as Peter Parker now. Up, oh, and that's another one. Your secret identity is is a skeleton in the closet. Yeah, um, th- there's so many defects you, you know, can choose. If if you're from an old organization and they're after you, yes. you give yourself wanted. If you have a nemesis, you can pin those points in that. And what's really cool is like you can you can do different things to make your powers like kind of work the way you want. Like I've often used like okay, when I activate my power, I want these other powers to kind of activate together. So I took the power dependent, meaning that this power, they're all one can't work without the other. Yes. It requires another power. And what that does, it gives it flavor. So if I can't get the first thing off, my other powers fail me. And it gives the character a little bit more more flesh and more Yeah, a lot more, more, more flavor. Exactly. When you add those those things. Like, you know, um And role play elements too. For instance, ism. Which is it could be any kind of ism, um, anti mutantism, yeah, uh, racism. If you're gonna, you know, use the different isms, yeah, you know, alienism. You know, you don't like if people don't like you because you're not from Earth, yeah, and they treat you, you know, yeah. like crap. Like there, there's a bunch of really awesome ones. Um, um, involuntary change is always good. That the Incredible Hulk, yeah, involuntary change. Uh, you can't help it. Uh, I was already playing around with a character who had like a. I was thinking about giving him like a. Almost like a flare-on state, but one he can't control. Yes. So he has to like be very careful because when he enters that state, he has to use the energy very quickly or something bad happens. Yes. And I literally made a special attack uh, power with that in mind. So, oh, if he doesn't get rid of the energy he's been building up, he uses a special attack that is at maximum force that just he just blows up. He goes thermal and becomes a giant spear bomb. That destroys anything it touches. Like it's kind of like blasted out of the sky. That's yeah. something I don't want to happen. But now I've added this whole other element to my character. You know what I'm saying? It the defects can be seen two ways. So like it can be seen as definitely for flavor for the character and things because you know maybe you want a weakness. Like it's okay. It's good to have weaknesses. Weaknesses are great. You know you you want you want you know are you not good in certain temperatures? Then, you know, do you have like an Achilles heel? Do you have a Bane? Something that if it comes in contact with you, um, our friend Mike made a character who was essentially a demon. And so he, she could not go in sancti- in sanctified places nope. without taking like damage and things like that. It just depends on how you want your character to feel. And so with all that, while making characters, um, if you ever decide to check it out, Silver Age Sentinels, you can Google it. Um, there's actually a character creating system. There's a, a char- or rather a character generator online. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. From it, it, Big it's, Eyes, Small Mouth. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's older. Like the guy made it. The people who made it made it a long time ago, and it's just kind of it's for free. It's up there. Uh, it works really good for the most part. Certain weird things does make it crash from time to time. So but overall, save often. But overall, it's it's a good assist. But um, that's another. That, that's what I'm going to get into right now. 
is there's so many ways to make your character that when you have this many options, there are many ways to break your character. Um, yeah, and yeah. <laughs> so if you plan on running this game and checking it out as a DM or, you know, just getting together with your buddies and saying, Hey, look, let's take a look at this game. I like superheroes. You like superheroes. You know, let's give it a shot. There is a lot of talk that needs to be had between players yeah, uh, and the, the game master to make sure that everything is fair and still fun. Right. Because here's, here's the deal. And we, we learned this ourselves due to just playing and, there are definitely ways to to min max this system. It's 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 a point buy system where you can, so like you can literally set it up where you've dumped all of your. If there are no limits in place, you dumped all your points into one attack. You dumped all your points to making this attack hit. You've dumped all your points to making this attack hit hard. And all you do, you're just a nuke, and you can literally just be a nuclear device that constantly, consistently, always wrecks and burns. But that's all you you do. A one punch man. But not fun. But like not all around. Because here's the thing. Uh, when you do do that and when you do min-max like that, it does – there is a cost to it. Like if you make itself where like you're practically unkillable, then what you're going to have is a character who may not be able to be efficient actually in combat. Like he can't hit for crap, but he can dodge we, We've already seen it. We've dodged. Yeah. So definitely um, set limits for your players. Um so that way, like, they understand, like, their powers and stuff. And just, you know, play like, you know, it's a superhero game. But, you know, give everyone a vibe of this is how strong I want you guys to be. These are the kind of powers I'm looking for. And for God's sake, if you have a teleporter. Okay. All right. For yeah. God's sake. For yeah. God's sake. There will be someone in your game who wants to be a teleporter. And you know what? Teleporters are cool. I like teleporters. You know, there's actually a teleporter X-Men that I love a whole lot. You know, he's blue, he's awesome, he's a circus performer. Oh, he's a Smurf. He's, no, he's not a Smurf. Yeah, I know. But, you know, Nightcrawler's <laughs> amazing. And I love him, but you know what he doesn't do? He doesn't teleport people to the moon every time he gets a chance to. We have had three players play teleporters, and they've all done it. Like, oh my god. I'm well, gonna just teleport you into orbit, I win. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. teleport you in orbit. Well, you're a hero, and you just murdered so that's cool. I teleport you to an orbit. I, I teleport him to orbit and ah, uh, or, or no, 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 no. Teleporter who has to teleport everywhere. Yeah. Like, you know, Nightcrawler, like he, he flew in the Blackbird. Yeah. He rode in the cars. He didn't just bounce. Around. Oh my goodness. It, it was. Yeah. So woo, just know. So just woo. using the teleporter as an example, <laughs> teleportation can become busted. If um you're not, you don't talk about it. If you don't, um, Discuss people, people using made it certain me ways. Dislike teleporters. I know teleporting is is it's it's supposed no, to be a it's, cool it's power. supposed to be awesome. Um, now the ways to mitigate that, obviously, if you you talk, Just, uh, you know, is is punishing certain actions. If you're supposed to be a hero, you're not supposed to be sending people to their deaths into space. Well, that makes you. A what if I'm a teleporter and then I have Zen direction? So now I always teleport where I should go, even well, if I don't know it. And I've already <laughs> shut that down by saying it's it's not where you want to be. It's where you're where it, the Zen direction is telling you you need to be. So that may not be a good situation that you just teleported into. Yeah, no, no. Uh, what are you talking about? It's just going to put you in the direction. I don't, I don't that know you what you mean to go. In. I, I don't know what you mean. So I, I have no idea. T- yeah, teleporting is bad. Uh, people. 
and I and I've already seen this a bunch. Love, uh, there's two powers. Uh, obviously, special attack is one where you can do damage. So I've seen it to where somebody just took the power special attack, gave it like six levels. It does a bunch of damage, and because it's a melee attack, it does two more steps of damage, and then they take another uh, characteristic called massive damage. And massive damage is something like Batman uses, where he's so proficient in the martial arts, he knows where to hit and all the vitals to hit and how to hit uh, to do more damage. And then suddenly you combine those both, and when I say 300 damage is a lot of damage in this game, it's a lot of damage because it only takes 450 to crack the planet Earth. Um, if you're doing 450 damage as a normal hero in New York, you're Frieza and you're not I supposed punch to the be ground. there. <laughs> no, like next time you should just have like, uh, like, like when someone does that, like have them punch the ground and say, all right, roll your damage. Oh, I did 400 damage. Yeah, the game's over. The yep. world's dead. You just killed Earth. <laughs> you win. Um, but ah. honestly, though, it's it's not that bad. Like I said, if you got a good group of players you trust, and they trust you. I mean, just you just got to, as the DM, gotta you got to put with, in a little work. And you got to work uh, a little bit with the players. Yeah. And really make it fun. Listen, it, you, 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 all of you guys will have a good time, and everyone will have a great time. It's just if you're the DM, you have to be very careful uh, when people are making characters, you got to look at how their powers are going to correlate together. So you don't have something that's unbalanced in, or that doesn't really fit what you want. Um, cause and, you know, uh, I personally also would suggest, um, nullify drain. I don't like that power. I don't like nullify it's drain. Not I, I, bad, I, I, I don't it can like be broken. it. It's, and I mean, I'm going to be, I'm going to go this far. I also really don't like it. For bad guys, too, because it's, it's just not fun. No. It, it's just an off switch. It is an off switch. And that's the tough part is you would have to find a way around that. But that's the key is it has... I view Nullify Drain as a good story power um, that would make something difficult. And, you know, whatever, for instance, okay, how do we get around this power? Oh, he's wearing a necklace. If we can get rid of the necklace, the Nullify stops and we can get our powers back. But some people... Just want to nullify drain everything, except for that blood witch, dude. I'm no, I'm, I'm. She was just, oh, oh, you're about to, bleh, ah, god, yeah, the I, blood I, witch, ah, <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, yeah, screw her yeah. and screw you for making her. Hey, she was cool. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> I also, um, uh, there is another, there's a, another power in here. It's a little complicated. It's called dynamic power. Oh yes. And um, definitely not meant for players who are unfamiliar with the system. Um, so what dynamic power essentially is, is you choose like a domain and based on the domain, you pay more points. Like the bigger the domain, the uh, the more points it costs. And then essentially allows you to use powers within the book based on that domain. So if you yeah. have an energy manipulation, you can then use those certain levels and then use energy for different kinds of power. Exactly. So now I can make a force with energy through dynamic power or I can make a beam of energy as an attack. But the domain determines like how... So pretty much the bigger the domain, the more things you can do with the power. So like magic is huge. You can do almost everything with magic. Yes. So the domain costs like 20 points a level, which is a massive amount. So if you only have a 100-point character 
and then you're spending 20 points a level. That's that's a whole lot. Yeah, um, especially when the powers go up to 10 generally. So, you know, when, when you've got that power and, and bringing up uh, right, blood, right, right. The, the character Blood Raven, um, she had dynamic power magic, but she had a, a limited form of dynamic power where she could use a lot of spells, but they were yeah. all based around roughly necromantic forces. Um, and so, or necrotic forces, if you prefer. Um, and so could she teleport? Yes. Could she yeah. light you on yeah, fire? She could, could she light uh. you on fire? No, she didn't really do the lighting on fire. She did teleporting. She had a, she um, did enough to be a problem. She was a problem, <laughs> but you know, she couldn't just snap somebody out of existence. She had, she could pull you into her, her, um, personal dimension, her pocket dimension, which I'm just, uh, I'm just, I'm just going to throw it out there, bro. Liked. Like I couldn't, we couldn't beat her. Not alone. No, 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 Nick. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. I'm not going to hold my tongue no more. Go ahead, Aaron. No, like, no, straight up. Like, like we were getting our tails kicked constantly by this chick and her people. And like. My like there there like I my character essentially had a power called Gadgeteer because I was a hyper intelligence and what I did was I built me a suit of armor that I wore and like I could break it apart and reconfigure it with different abilities and I'm telling you I went through like six configurations and like I couldn't touch her like I just couldn't touch her like I couldn't do like I could deal damage to her but then she would just hocus pocus and I'd be done so. You know, a bunch of stuff happens. My intelligent character goes away, and then I come out with this just divine character, and she just kind of starts slapping her face about a bit. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I see. I just had to, or oh, you know, yeah, fire with fire. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Hey, I had Ugh. fun with her. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet you did, dude. Oh my god. Hey, you guys eventually won that I campaign. Mean, you she, beat that campaign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's not <laughs> deny that she was disgusting. Mm-hmm. She By was, design. She was freaking disgusting. By design. <laughs> but. I'm, I'm still a little mad at you about it. I know. I'm still a little salty. I know, but I was happy. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But going into it, though, like, and I will say this right out of the gate. If you're somebody who's trying to get into RPGs for the first time, like, ever, this is not a system that I would recommend. No, no, um, not as at all. fun as it is, and as much this is probably my favorite system um, out of all the ones I've ever played. But man, if you're going to start out brand new, fifth edition, go for it. Once you've got a little more experience under your belt, especially as a game master or a dungeon master, um, you could try running this, but I it is yeah, definitely yeah. not for beginners. It, it definitely has a, a curve to it. it, it there is it, a big learning curve, um, but it's fun, and character creation is amazing, and um, I just... When you get the right players together with the right GM, you can make magic with this book. Um, it explains everything very well, um, so if you did want this to be your first system, it'll take work, but it's doable. Um, I'm just saying that it's, it, it, it's yeah, not the it, easiest it, choice it, you could have made as your it, first system. Yeah, it definitely, it definitely takes uh, a little, a little something to, but I mean, it, it's a good, it's, it's good though. And it's, it's so good. It's, it's so good. It's very versatile. You actually, I mean, it, it's, it's based around being a superhero, 
but there's nothing stopping you from running aliens or, uh, or the, the movie or something else. Yeah, definitely. Like spy games, you know, other things you can totally do with this. Book. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it's, it's pros and cons. It definitely has a learning curve to it, but I think overall, uh, I love the system. I love it so much. Um, I ran it and here's the thing. It can be as complicated as you want to. I ran this for my niece and nephew and they're literally 14 and 12 and they, we were able to build characters and have a good time with it. There you go. So, I mean, it, it definitely just depends on like how much you want to do and how much you're willing to. And if you want a long lasting, high quality game, it's going to take work. From yeah, both sides, yeah. 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 Both it definitely. And the game master. Yeah. It, it's some effort involved. Because I think the hardest part for people starting off is learning how to limit themselves. Yes. To the character they yes. choose. And that's why way at the Definitely. beginning of this uh, of this episode we said, you know, um, think about what you want mm-hmm. in a character. If you want yeah. a samurai with a with a magic sword, that's you. Now look through the book, find the powers that fit. Don't go choosing powers that don't fit. You gotta limit yourself to a degree sometimes to make it fun. Yeah. And and I think that that really is the hardest part in the beginning is learning how to limit yourself, letting yourself take defects that make sense to the character. And that's something I've had to say um, several times um, over my time running the game <laughs> is try to be fair and go with what makes sense for the character. Um, because it doesn't make sense for Samurai Jack to suddenly teleport out of nowhere. Maybe he picks up a device. Maybe he gets a new spell cast on that lets him do it, but he doesn't just suddenly evolve the power. That's not that's not as fun. That's not interesting. And it's showing that you just want to teleport. Yeah, that's I mean that's all that is anyway. <laughs> I mean everyone wants to do everyone wants to do cool stuff. But um so I mean overall we love we like I said before, we we definitely love the system. Uh I suggest giving it a look, uh definitely um, something to look into, something to, to play around with. Um, so this is a uh, silver age Sentinel. Uh, it's freaking, like I said, it's, it's pretty freaking awesome. Um, it's a tri-stat system with a guardians of order. Uh, you can still find books on Amazon. That's where I got mine. Um, they, they still sell some copies. And also, um, it, underneath the similar vein, um, if you like anime a lot, and you want a system that's good for trying to make anime-style games, um, Big Eyes, Small Mouth um, is also based on the same TriStat system. Yeah, yeah. Um, and is uh, an origin for where uh, Silver Age Sentinels eventually comes to be. So, check it out. I think it's great. Um, it's It's got a lot of depth to it. And uh, I think if, uh, if you're looking to, uh, you know... Get some high powered action or low powered action. Uh, Silver Age Sentinel is a yeah, great choice. Yeah, it, it, it can definitely uh, it can definitely be your poison. Um, so that is our episode for today. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. So uh, we had uh, some Mint Cafe uh, Premium Blend. Uh, Nick, you had that with the Snickers. I loved it. I'm gonna give it a 17. Yeah, Very yeah, yeah, good. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Um, I, I did uh. I did this uh, this hazelnut with this premium, and I also actually really enjoyed it. So I'm gonna give it a solid 16. Uh, so yeah, we yeah, uh, good stuff. Uh, the May Cafe is actually doing pretty good. Like it's, oh, yeah. I mean, I've been drinking it in the mornings now too. So 
you know, so you need what you got to need, you know, now that I am addicted to caffeine. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Yay. We Hooray. love that shows make us addicted to things. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So, guys, uh, continue to listen, continue to like, continue to follow us. Um, we appreciate everything you guys do. Uh, I appreciate um, people who've been supporting us over on uh, Patreon. Um, we are right now, because of everything that's going on, it's really hard to do a lot of things, but um, I am currently writing a game to run uh, over a podcast. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm thinking right now it's going to be just two sessions, two three-hour sessions um, a month. I'm going to try out with that and then see how it goes. Uh, I'm definitely willing to do more if it becomes feasible. Uh, so with that, just continue uh, to support us, guys. Have fun at your tables. And remember, the quest never ends. Ever. Ever, ever? Forever, ever? Forever, ever. Okay. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you like us, please follow us on Facebook at the DM World at 9029. Or you can follow us on Twitter at DM World 9029. Thanks for your support, guys. Keep listening. And remember, once again, the quest never ends.